0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk.
1: Did you ever feel uncomfortable taking maternity leave or under pressure to nearly have to explain your decision to do so? We're chatting about this today because I want you to take a listen to the Justice Minister, Helen McEntee, um, who has returned from her maternity leave, but the comments that she, she has made about this.
2: And on the last comments, I mean. I'm sure there are people who don't approve of the fact that I took maternity leave for a second time. I don't really have much to say to that. I think as this, the same as any other woman, I should be entitled to take uh, maternity leave in so far as possible, to go about my work, to come back, to continue my job, and that's exactly what I intend to do. I think it's a small minority of people, I'll be very honest. The vast majority of my colleagues, uh, including the Taoiseach and many others, have been nothing but supportive, and I can't stress that enough. I think the vast majority of people are supportive, and that's why I really, you know, anybody who isn't, I think that's their own issue um, of course we want more women in politics and I hope by myself and indeed many of my other colleagues since then taking maternity leave, I hope it shows that it is a career for women, that it is a pathway that women cannot just, you know be a TD and progress and be a minister, but that you can actually continue to progress in your career while also having children. It's difficult. Can I just say that? It's like it, it, it's not straightforward and anybody who's working uh, and has children, be it male or female, it's not straightforward, it's not easy, um, but at the same time, it's important to show that it can be done.
1: Yeah, and she, she was making the comments following reports in some papers that Fine Gael politicians had suggested she'd dropped down the leadership ladder following um, her, her maternity leave, her second maternity leave. And we're asking today, do women really have to explain in 2023 their decision to take maternity leave? And a lot of stories today, people getting in touch with their own stories, not just in political life, but in uh, in the normal, in, in, in I suppose, the, the regular workplace environment as well. Dublin Councillor Catherine Stoker is with us on the show today because, Catherine, you were the first councillor to take maternity leave. Were you surprised by uh, Minister McEntee's comments?
3: Uh, hi, Andrea. Um, thanks very much. Um so, I'm not surprised by her comments. There are always people who will disapprove. And the thing is, if you're in politics and you're if you're in the public eye, there will always be people who disapprove of anything you do. Um, there's not a lot I'd usually agree with Pina Galon, on, but I have to say I'm delighted Helen McAtee has taken her two maternity leaves. And I think she's, you know, setting a good example for want of a better way of putting it. I suppose she's normalising the idea that uh, politicians will take maternity leave. Um, and that it shouldn't undermine their careers, it shouldn't undermine their options. Um, Certainly, you know, I've had a reasonably positive experience of taking maternity leave. Um, The maternity leave option for councillors was only introduced in January this year, basically. So I'm the first person who's been able to properly avail of it and I've been able to nominate someone else, uh, Councillor Carl Stanley, onto the council for me um which is a game changer because it means I can enjoy my leave with my little baby as I should be able to um and uh my constituents are still being represented still have somebody to go to um, and still have you know that that level of cover um, because the the situation before was completely insane like I've seen colleagues of mine Uh, women in the council chamber with their little babies of two, three, four weeks old because they have to show up for a vote or a meeting or whatever. And that's not fair to the baby, it's not fair to the mother and it's not fair uh, to the wider public either. So um, I suppose I'm not not surprised by her comments. I'd say Mm -hmm. fair play to her. Uh, Nobody, uh, Simon Harris has had children and taken maternity leave or taken leave around them. Uh, in in recent years as well, and I didn't see anybody suggesting at the time that it undermined his political career, and nor should be. Um so, you know, well done to her, and it's something we need to normalise across the board.
1: Yeah, beyond though, uh, Leinster House and 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 the the council chamber, Catherine, from talking to constituents and just, I mean, other other parents as well, is there often an explanation required? Like, do people feel they have to give an explanation? I was, you know, there's been a lot of response to this today from people talking about it in their own work environment?
3: Yeah, I mean um, in a a public sense I suppose sometimes um, people do feel the need to explain it. Uh, Like when I had my first child I was working in a kind of quasi public sector job and at the time, because of the recession, maternity leaves weren't being covered, and I'm sure there are situations still in the public sector and private sector where maternity leaves are not being covered. And in those situations, it's really difficult because your colleagues are expected to pick up the workload, which is not fair on them and it's not fair on you because it puts you under pressure to come back maybe earlier than you would like or are ready or able to. And um, so, I do think. Yeah, sometimes women feel the need to explain what they're doing. I actually think the game changer on that will be pushing and extending paternity leave. We actually need to get men to take more leave so that you're evening the score, uh, so to speak. So it's not a case of, you know, if I employ this woman, she's going to take leave. Realistically, what, two, three sets of six months to a year over the course of a 40-year working life is, is a very short period of time. And um, I think if we could get more men taking larger blocks of paternity leave, it would balance things out and make it easier for both parents. Mm. Uh,
1: Dr. Nee Flanagan, Catherine is with us as well. Nee's associate professor of social policy policy in Maynooth University. Nee, what's your reaction first of all to Helen Mackinty's comments about this?
3: I, I suppose no, no more than Catherine. I'm not enormously surprised that there there was some criticism, but for me the big disappointment is that this issue hasn't been addressed kind of in legislation you know it was raised uh, 2013 again 2018 Uh, 2021 was all over the media and when Helen McEntee became the the first person to come pregnant in uh, as a full cabinet minister but nothing's been done you know in one sense kind of I was shocked and I shouldn't be because I keep an eye on on, uh, the policy and legislation but nothing has been done and it's not something that we can Kind of ignore and go. Actually, ah, we'll just come up with an arrangement or a workaround. Nothing has been done, and something has to be done. In this, this is respect. the fact
1: that you don't have a legal entitlement to take maternity leave.
3: Absolutely, yes. As Catherine mentioned, yeah, yeah. As Catherine mentioned, that the the legislation hasn't been brought in for councillors, but that needs to be extended. Because in, until such time as there is legislation giving cabinet ministers and TDs an entitlement to maternity leave, like every other woman in the country. Uh, we're not going to be able to increase the number of women who actually enter into mm. politics. It's going to be a barrier.
1: Um, I, I'm going to talk about some of the um, non-political stories and experiences, and I'm I'm keen to hear people's thoughts on those today. You can send them in to me, 087-1400-106. But, but just on that, Niamh, like I sort of mentioned a little bit of a summary of some of the texts that I've been receiving earlier today since I first mentioned that we were going to talk about this. And people talk about the fact that they found it hard to even ask their employer for maternity leave to have that conversation. They found it really difficult to tell their employer they were going on mat leave for a second time and then facing questions, particularly some say after their second and third child, around, you know, will you take as long this time? And that Mm -hmm. implication that you took too long in the first instance. Like, what does that say about...
3: I and, and suppose, in, in one sense, like we have had um, maternity entitlement, oh no, forty plus years at this stage in this country, so it shouldn't be an issue. But I think, because of the, the nature of the society we have, uh, it is going to people are going to have that experience. But I think we just have to keep knocking on that door. Um, women are increasing, increasing in the workforce. I think since the eighties, the number of uh, women who are actually working has, you know, climbed enormously. So if we want to continue that. Um, we need to actually have a situation where people don't feel they ha- guilty or um, in any way um, anxious about actually raising the issue. So I think it is really important that these issues are raised and that they are addressed, but they need to be addressed in legislation so that it's uh, a kind of non-negotiable, if you like.
1: There's a text in from a listener here who says, when I told my colleagues that I was pregnant, I got a lot of eye rolls, as if to say, here she goes again. One female colleague said, isn't it well for you? Six months off, Uh, we'll take on your work.
3: And I suppose even if you think about the government's policy on trying to get women into the workforce, a lot of our policies in the past couple of years have been activation policies about encouraging women into the workforce, encouraging through carrot and stick as well. So I think they've got to take the lead in actually making it acceptable for women to take time out. We need a future generation. We need people to have babies and continue to actually um, develop our society. So from that point of view, I think the government has to take the lead. And on this one, they have seriously dropped the ball because they're not actually even giving their own members um, the entitlements that every other woman in the country has.
1: Siobhan O'Neill-White is with us as well, and even Catherine. Siobhan, do you think people have too much to say about others' maternity leave? Yeah.
4: (laughs) Yeah, they do. They need to keep their yachts shut. Sorry, it's nobody else's business how many babies somebody has. And if they want to take their maternity leave, they're legally entitled to take it. And the snide comments are just ridiculous and there's no need for it. You know, if women didn't have babies, none of us would be here. So cop on to that for a start. But when I was um, having my maternity leave, my job were really nice. They were really good. And then when I was going back and I brought the baby in to see everybody, they told me that I was going back to a different job that they had done some restructuring while I was away and they were offering me a job four grades lower. I had managed two teams before I went on my my mat leave and um, I obviously wasn't very happy with that. And they said, but we're giving you the same pay. So, you know, that was it, like suck it up. Um, So I know that's illegal and I know that they're not supposed to do that. They have to give you a job at the same grade. Mm. And I spoke to a solicitor and he said, look, don't, don't take it on. Just take the redundancy and go. Okay. He said it's not worth the hassle. So I did, but I always felt really bad about it, that I was kind of pushed out because they've. I think you're valued less as an employee once you become a parent because obviously your first loyalty is going to be to your child and not to the company that you work for. So your priorities shift. Um, and some employers are brilliant and they're really flexible and some are not. And, it's the look at the draw, which one you end up in, I suppose. Yeah.
1: So, so, but, but, just, I mean, even beyond the the workplace, is that, is that if even from chatting to people yourself, Japon yeah. and friends, is is that a, a struggle? You know, is that a, is that I was an obstacle people face still? Like, I'm yeah, the like
4: idea that you're on holiday uh, is absolutely laughable. You have a new baby, you're not sleeping, your boobs are in bed, you're the washing machine on ten times a day, you're falling asleep sitting up. Having a new baby is exhausting. Your body's gone through a huge amount of, you know, the trauma of birth and everything like that. And then God, if you have a C-section, it's, it's much worse. You know, you need to be looked after. People need to be kind and respectful. You know, the jibes the about, oh, you're on your holidays for six months and all this. I mean, yes, it's lovely to have that time at home with your baby in your baby bubble. But let's not call a spade a spade. Having a new baby is hard work. It's the hardest job harder than any job I've ever done. So the idea that you're out, you know, ladies who lunch every day just sipping lattes all day long, that's not the reality. There was days I didn't get dressed till three o'clock in the day. I couldn't tell you what I was doing. I didn't know if I was coming or going from the lack of sleep. But the idea that you're off on a jolly is it's actually insensitive and disrespectful. So people need to be a little bit more aware of the of the words they use and the way that they speak with women who are pregnant. And I find sometimes in the workplace, you're you're kind of pushed aside when you're pregnant. They think Oster should be gone soon, so there's no point in telling her this, that or the other. And that in itself is a very, very demeaning way to be treated when you've been someone who's given a lot to a job to suddenly be regarded in a different light. That's not nice either.
1: How common is that, Niamh? Um, well, obviously, when, when uh,
3: Siobhan was talking about uh, being demoted, that that is illegal um, and it's unfortunate that the advice was given don't take it on but it's you know it's totally understandable because you've got a small baby when you're in a position of having to take that on um, in terms of uh, co- comments um, it, again it's illegal the comments should not be made but I think we have to if we want to get rid of those comments and make a change in the workforce we need to start normalizing it So as I say, if at the kind of the the highest echelons of power, we're not actually normalising it, how can we expect it to filter down into the workplace? The only way we're going to get rid of the comments and the statements is is if it becomes the norm and acceptable for people to take their maternity leave and to take their time and rear the next generation.
1: Uh, Councillor Joanna I think we're trying to get another we've another caller I think coming up with us there um, in just a moment as well just to give you some of the text Eve as well on this too and Catherine this listener says I was hugely anxious about telling my employer that I was pregnant I felt like when I told them most of my responsibilities were taken away from me I suppose that comes back Siobhan to the similar point you made another listener some people don't do themselves any, any favour favours with maternity leave my daughter's teacher has come back from maternity leave pregnant twice seems like she seems like uh, seems like she times it sorry to coincide with the summer holidays because they don't count as their maternity leave so that's one story another says when I told my colleagues that I was pregnant oh I mentioned that about the the eye rolls this listener says I understand the concerns over the need to take maternity leave in reality how can Minister McEntee not be at a disadvantage given that she's not been able and available for a significant amount of time uh, over the past number of months What's your reaction to that, Catherine?
3: Um, I'd, well, I'd take huge issue with the text about the um, a texter's child in school. Like, I mean, that teacher, as much as anyone else, is entitled to plan to their family. You know, we're not in a world where people have 13, 14, 15 children anymore as I say it's a, it's a limited number of leaves over a specific period of years in a woman's life and every woman is entitled to plan their family and to do that as they choose and if she plans it to coincide with the summer holidays more power to her that's what she should be doing as well extend the leave get as much child time with her child as she can. Um, on Helen McEntee I mean yes practically she possibly is at a disadvantage in the eyes of certain people certain party members I personally as I say um would uh would think more of her for having taken the leave and for obviously pushing it in the background and making it happen because the easy thing for her to do would have been to um to not take the leave as so many women politicians have done um and to you know um and kind to of try and juggle the two and not make a big deal of it and she'd have lost out and she wouldn't have set the example and normalized it in the way that we'd like to be. as Neva has said like we need to extend the legislation for councillors to the Shannon and to the dolk like this has to be a mm. you know a, a clear option okay. for all women in Do, politics to be able to take their their maternity
1: leave st- stay with us because there's uh, more stories coming into us here on the program lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan maternity leave because uh, the Justice Minister Hella McEntee has said that some people don't approve of the fact that she's taken two stints of maternity leave and we played some of what the minister had to say a little earlier but we're chatting about this today there's a lot of reaction coming in but just people sharing their stories and for instance this latest texter makes the point I had two kids I returned to work and I became pregnant very quickly In my third I didn't tell anyone in work for months And months out of fear, I eventually built up the courage to say it to one of my colleagues and they said, again, Uh, large question marks, says uh, this listener. Councillor Joanna Tuffy is with us on the programme because, Joanna, you, um, what's your experience of this?
0: Um, Well, I was a senator when I had my child and the situation has always been that TDs and senators and ministers can basically get paid their full salary and all of their staff are paid and they get most of their expenses irrespective of whether they turn up at work or turn up in Leinster House or not. There's no, there's no accountability. They're entirely their own boss. And some TDs, you literally get paid and never turn up. And like you can basically be elected and not go to Leinster House uh, for any of the doll sessions, for the entire time you're elected, and you get paid your full salary, and your your uh, staff are paid for as well, and that's because you're an office holder. So the system is actually and it has always been very generous um, as regards TDs, senators, and uh, ministers. Uh, now, while you were talking about other workers running, and other workers are far less privileged. Uh, you know, we're having a debate about. You know, people who are very privileged. Ministers are on salaries of about two hundred thousand a year. They get their full salary if they never turn up for work, right? So like the, the this idea that there was a barrier to maternity leave in the past, um, is very much it's like it's kinda of, it's misleading, you know? But
1: I mean Well, there, there isn't is, a legal entitlement though.
0: There is a legal entitlement. You're a far, you, you are basically you're an office holder and there's no requirement on you to go into Leinster House and get to get paid. You get paid unless, no matter if you never turn up to work. You can take leave for any reason whatsoever and for an unlimited period. That's a fact. And that's always been the case. And that was the case when I was a senator as well. And I took leave and other people took leave. Uh, you know, so like when you look at TDs and senators, uh, you know, and ministers, it's very, very generous. You get your staff there, they're still answering your calls and working away on on your behalf while while you're on leave. Um, All of that is paid for. Your constituency office is paid for for the duration, and sometimes even get your travel and, co- and accommodation expenses, un- unlike other workers. Now, I mean, it's self-employed people who ha- who have babies as well, and they are in a dilemma where, you know, they have a business to keep going. There are people in low-paid jobs or um, in low-income families. So there's all of those issues. But to be like, kind of, you know, contriving an issue about... CD, women TDs and senators, you know, I feel that the debate is a bit misguided and a bit about people who are actually very privileged to start with, you know. So that would be my so
1: point. So is that what you feel the, the, the minister has done?
0: No, no, I'm not saying she's done it. I think a lot of it is driven by the media and then some people, even some people... Well, you heard Catherine,
1: uh, Catherine Stocker's point there a few moments ago as well.
0: Yeah, she, well, I know she's a counselor and for counselors actually, they actually don't get paid when they're on leave. You only get paid for the first six months and then your pay starts to be stopped. That's not the case with TDs and senators and ministers. They're paid their full pay no matter what. You could go on leave for four years' leave and you get your full pay for a TD and senator. I mean, Catherine's experience as a, as a councillor would have been different. And even with the reforms, the new legislation, uh, councillors will still be docked to pay. So when they go over six months, they'll be down to 50% of their pay. Um, and when they go uh, up to 18 months, then they'll be docked to their full pay. So the system is very, very different for councillors, and I think maybe there's a lack of understanding of what the nature of being elected as TD and senator uh, is. You're an office holder. You're mm. not an employee, and your pay cannot be cut for the duration of the time that you're elected. Uh, and I, I, and also so I'm are you, are you're
1: kind of making the janitor. point. Then what's the what's yeah. the, what's the issue? What, no, what's the the issue here, Joanna?
0: Yeah, well, I suppose I feel the story yesterday in the paper. Uh, like, I've no problem. I think you know it's good that the minister is saying that. She taking maternity leave, she right to raise awareness and say, well, you know, this is something we want to encourage. I've no problem with that. But I think there's a an amount where it becomes contrived. She took her leave. No one had a problem with it. She's now back. And then there's a story saying, you know, where she basically said, I'm sure there's some people who don't approve. Well, I mean, she's no evidence of that. And that was basically in response to a question that was put to her. Uh, when, you know, And it was actually a press conference about something else. Mm. So it's like trying
1: to an issue as if women have... Well, I don't concept. know if it's trying to contrive an issue yeah. I mean she, well, she yeah. made the, she she was asked she, she was yeah. asked the question No no I
0: don't mean her I don't think she was contriving the issue I think the, the media are contriving the issue I think the
1: journalists at the press conference I know well, well, I mean, the, well the question was asked because there were stories other stories in, in, in other papers about it and, and the point was made and, but, like but she said that's but, like gossip. but she said but Joanna but the point is well here I don't need to summarise take a listen to what Helen McEntee, just to, to, McEntee mm. she answered the question herself
2: yeah, no. And on the last comments, I mean, I'm sure there are people who don't approve of the fact that I took maternity leave for a second time. Um, I don't really have much to say to that I think as the, the same as any other woman I should be entitled to take uh, maternity leave in so far as possible to go about my work to come back to continue my job and that's exactly what I intend to do I think it's a small minority of people I'll be very honest the vast majority of my colleagues uh, including the Taoiseach and many others have been nothing but supportive and I can't stress that enough I think the vast majority of people are supportive and that's why I really you know anybody who isn't I think that's their own issue and um, of course we want more women in politics and I hope by myself and indeed many of my other colleagues since then taking maternity leave I hope it shows that it is a career for women that it is a pathway that women can not just you know be a TD and progress and be a minister but that you can actually continue to progress in your career while also having children it's difficult can I just say that it's like it's not straightforward and anybody who's working uh, and has children be it male or female it's not straightforward it's not easy um, but at the same time it's important to show that it can be done
1: yeah, so she, she did make the point in the piece and in a longer piece as well that, you know, some people didn't approve of her.
2: No, she, she
0: said she was sure there are. if a speculative question. And she said, I'm sure there are people, but the vast majority do approve. So she didn't know if there are people. It was a speculative question that was put to her. And she said, I'm sure there are. So she wasn't confirming there are people. And can I make a point as well? 50% of the leaders in our parties, of our main parties, so the six main parties in the doll, fifty percent of them are women leaders, and two of them took leave when they were on when they had maternity. Uh, you know, that's Mary Lou McDonald and Ivana Bacic. So, and they're leaders of parties, like so, this, there is. She, she's absolutely correct to say that there's support, and it's purely. Yeah, well, it was sort of
1: special arrangement, it was special wasn't one. it? Really, that was made. No,
0: it wasn't a special arrangement. It wasn't a special arrangement. A, a TD senator or minister is paid for their full pay and there's no obligation on them to, to actually go into work, okay, to get that pay and for their staff to be paid. Now, there was a special re- uh, arrangement made uh, in relation to um, basically where some of her portfolio yeah. Uh, yeah, was taken
1: over by other ministers. And,
0: and if that could have happened in the past. There's no barrier to that happening. That's why it happened. There was no legal barrier to that being done. It's purely a matter between the Taoiseach and his ministers now, if it had happened, uh, and I think it's important to remember as well, if there had been an election and a change of government uh, while um, the minister was indeed, then she wouldn't have been guaranteed of coming back and being a minister because there could be a new government. Uh, there could be, Shinsane could be uh, in power. There could be a Féin teacher or a Labour teacher or whatever, you know, um, and there could be a total change. And like, we're not going to change our system and say that, you know, the Féin government they must uh, bring back See so when it's back on yeah, you, so, you, like Yeah, there's limit to how much you can do. Yeah, but the arrangements always. Be but nice. yeah,
1: so overall, that you don't think, think there's any issue with the arrangements at the minute?
0: And no, I don't. I think they okay. but I think TDs and All senators right. and ministers have the most generous okay. system in the world, and that's what. And it's very much. If we could apply that to
1: other workers, that would be great. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah I have to say there's a, you know, mixed reaction uh, to that today, certainly. I mean, so some people very much agree with you, Joanna, you know, and, and some people making the point, um, as, as this texter says, if you've one of the most important jobs in the country, you shouldn't take the job. If you're going to take maternity leave, according to one listener, that that's and there's there's other messages like that I should say, uh, coming in today. And then you heard from a uh, councillor Catherine Stocker and uh, Doctor Nee Flanagan on the program Siobhan as well just before the break. So, it's a fairly mixed reaction to it. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan weekdays at midday on News Talk.